You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, the special 32 episodes coming between me and other group fitness professionals spread throughout the UK, Europe and the world. Had so, so much fun delivering these because I truly believe that every group fitness instructor, every group fitness professional has a journey and business that is unique to them but there are so many people that can be inspired and follow in their footsteps you know I love the quote walk you can walk the same path just walk it in your own shoes and throughout this series I hope that it it certainly brings value to you but maybe there's someone someone in your life that you can share these episodes with share the the thoughts and theories that we chat about and maybe be that bridge for someone to start something or maybe you've been a bridge for someone in the past and you can relate to stuff. Uh, But listen, just before we go into these episodes, just want to quickly let you know about other ways just to make sure I you and I are connected in the best possible way. So I do two things which you can get involved with. I do the Ricky Long daily emails. So if you like these podcasts, you can also wake up to some texts from me every single morning. I will send you an email at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Literally, that content can range massively. It can be fitness content, mindset content, business content. It can actually just be what I ate for dinner the day before. (laughs) Um, so you can find the link for the Ricky Long daily emails in the show notes. Secondly, you also find a link for our open Facebook group, which is called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. So Lindsay and I run a Facebook group where we just invite anyone and everyone who the vested interest is you're just interested in being in a really, really positive Facebook group environment where you can either learn some stuff or just escape and just chat and connect with people. Uh, so we have daily posts in there, daily tasks, and it's, it is that just connect with other people. So it's called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. You'll find that on Facebook group. You'll find that Facebook group in the show notes. And like I said, it's completely open to anyone and everyone. Lastly, we have uh, podcast sponsors, which I need to let you know about. We have Jump 4.2, which is my coaching program specifically designed for fit, group fitness enthusiasts. So if you do group fitness classes, if you take part in group fitness classes, if you're an instructor of group fitness classes, this program is designed with you and minds. What we look to do is connect the mindset between your training and nutrition and work towards the goals that we will set out on a one-to-one basis and then you can join in the group process. So we have our own online learning and educational platform that will take you through the 12 weeks we have our facebook group which is where people will hang out it's our private jump 4.2 facebook group where there are over 200 people who have already gone through this and now work to help and support each other and just for these podcasts of 32 and 32 there is a discount code attached 
that will give you a 100 point discount from the advertised price so on the link that will take you straight to that discount if it doesn't the discount code is podcast discount all capital all one word that's podcast discount all capital all one word uh, so you can check that out and there's obviously information for you to read on the show notes and then our biggest sponsor is podium for sport podium for sport are one of northern ireland's top sports retailers uh, they operate right in the center of belfast and they specialize in sports equipment sports products sports clothing for schools commercial gyms and home gym fit outs you can check out their website www.podiumforsport.com you can see them on all the social media platforms podium for sport pretty much just one word and they will pop up they have a massive massive influence and platform on their twitter and their facebook please do check them out and i have a special relationship with putting for sport because they're also sponsoring me on my expedition and my iron man this may 2020 in lanzarote so they're helping me out with a lot of kits a lot of equipment and a lot of support so a personal thank you from me to podium for sports and lastly just before i pass you on to the episode it would mean a lot to me and the podcast guests when you listen to this any feedback you have it means so much um, we love it when you screenshot things and put it on social media especially instagram stories because what that does it helps spread the message even more so if there's something that you like and you can share it with another person it really is the whole point of why i started doing podcasts in the first place but it's really really why i wanted to do these this special 32 and 32 because if you're going to listen to this instructor myself as a group fitness professional and what we're chatting about if it resonates with you it is going to resonate with somebody else who's perhaps in the same position as you so we really really do appreciate it when you like share comment feedback whatever it is means an awful lot that is me done with the introduction. We can now dive in to the great content. Hope you enjoy the Ricky Long Podcast 32 in 32. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. On today's podcast, 32 and 32, it is Heather Sherwood, who is a group fitness instructor based in Manchester. She is also a online coach and PA and a great help of mine in everything I do. Hi, Heather. Hello. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm, I was actually thinking about this. Is we, We've actually already spoken today about all yeah. things business, and it'll be nice to I'll just find out about you and just chat about you and like, true, yeah. your story. About, yeah, about yeah. you most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> It's our business, so yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit about you. Who is Heather? What does Heather do? Uh, so I am, um, I'm originally from Essex, but I live in Manchester. I've lived in Manchester for about 19 years and I am full-time. I'm a PA in an administrative stroke PA um, property company, but um, my fitness business, um, which probably takes up a little bit less of my time, but is um, where I get most of my um, joy, I suppose, from work and where my passion lies, is a bit of a mix. So I'm a group fitness instructor, teach about nine classes a week. 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a uh, for jump. Mm -hmm. um, online training program and I am a virtual PA so I do um, a lot of work for you mainly um, and, I, and I appreciate um, every moment <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that now don't you <laughs> um, so yeah so my um, um, I suppose my fitness role is a little bit varied um, a little bit finger in every pie I've also got a blog fitness blog and as of last year some point last year a fitness podcast as well mm, yeah good so how did you become into fitness because i gather you you were doing the pa work probably in the job you were in or something similar yeah. and how did you start teaching classes probably before and after work how did that happen um well i was overweight um up until up until a few years ago to be honest with you probably about mm, six six years or so i've never did any exercise hated hated exercise at school um avoided any form of pe as much as i could um was never an active child at all to the point where my mum found out i was going to be a fitness instructor she laughed and uh, <laughs> and i just i just wanted to lose weight um, and that was really really all i was bothered about i wasn't bothered about health or anything related mm -hmm. to that um so i joined slimming world mm -hmm. which probably kept me um, shot by a few pts that i know and um so as part of that as part of joining slimming world i also joined a zumba class mm -hmm. once a week um and actually really enjoyed it um because as uncoordinated as i am i can kind of move to a beat so so I found, so I just really enjoyed that. And then I started going to other classes as my confidence built and just gradually over time stopped, um, stopped worrying so much about Slimming World and um, following their rules and getting just more into just enjoying exercise. So I started doing a body combat class, um, body jam. I have no idea how I managed to do that because in recent years when I've tried, I've like, no. Mm -hmm. um, a body pump, um, ZX, circuits, um, and just got really, really into doing loads and loads of classes. Um, and gradually over time, I fell away from Slimming World because it wasn't working the more exercise I did. Mm -hmm. The smaller I got, but the more weight I put back on, um, as tends to happen mm -hmm. with people when they start to train as opposed to just purely diet. Um, and so Slimming World wasn't working for me because they kept trying to charge me um, more money because I was putting weight back on and trying to get me to re-lose the weight. And effectively, they suggested that I stopped exercising because that would help me lose more weight. Mm -hmm. So um, I got to a point where I kind of scrapped Slimming World and just went sort of all in on training. Um, mm -hmm. And then decided to see if I could teach, just to see if I could talk at the same time as moving. Because I think like anyone who's not an instructor who looks at an instructor, that's always the thing that amazes them the most. Yeah. How does that talk at the same time as doing that? Because mm -hmm. I can't, because I'm gassed. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I, I wanted to see if I could do that. Never really thought I'd actually teach a class. Just thought oh, I'll pass the training and mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, and then started and just, really really enjoy teaching 
So I'll, I'll just I'll pause and jump in and just chat about Slim and World. Um, so in these thirty two and thirty two, Slim and World's come up a few times. So right. come up big yeah. on. Um, don't mind me saying it. When I say Slim and World, Slimming Clubs, possibly Slim and World, possibly other brands. Yeah. I'm not not really yeah. sure, but the you know come up in Emma's and David Burrell's podcast big time. Um, mm. And I I kind of ask people this, so you you now no longer go to Slim and World. No. Is there anything Slim and World taught you which still serves you well today? Yeah. Yeah. What I will. Do you know, and I did a pod, right, I did a podcast about this. Uh, my first podcast. That's I why I asked. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it, it deserves the complete vilification uh-huh. that it gets. I yeah. just think there are really there are really valid points, and I get why PTs are very hard on slimming clubs they don't educate you they don't you manage your weight lose weight gain weight anything um they teach you a set of rules and unless you go out of your way to understand those rules and how those rules work you you have to stick to that or you will fail yeah which is why so many people end up going back again so they fall off or they get results they come back and then they put the weight back on and but they don't know how to mm-hmm. lose the weight again so they have to go back to to lose it again that's um, it exactly that that's the criticism i angle at slim and world is their business model actually relies on people not succeeding yeah but <laughs> like, that is their business of, model <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of teaching you better habits i think they have a place mm-hmm. and at that time, like I'll be completely honest, I you wouldn't have got me in a gym. Yeah. I wouldn't have spoken to a person yeah. like you. I wouldn't have felt comfortable going to you. Like you I like a wean person. Like <laughs> You're perfectly approachable. Um oh. but yeah, occasionally. Um <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone to a gym and approached a PT mm-hmm. and asked them for help because I'd have felt stupid because I'd have. So Slimming World felt like just more approachable for you at that point in time. Yeah, and the idea of going somewhere like that, where everybody's kind of like you, and it is quite simple, simplified. Yeah, uh, appeals to people, and I think that's why they get so much business. Um, So they they certainly have that community feel honestly what, what slim world do very well is they create that community they create that sense of togetherness that sense of safeness mm-hmm. and they, they do get because everybody in slim world it's fair to say are there for weight loss like yeah. that's the point of it so their system though if you follow their system it will put you in a calorie deficit which well, that's it. Yeah. will allow people to lose weight but the, the flaws in their system is it doesn't really educate the people mm. to cr- create you know we talk about habits obviously and jump you know th- to create those habits yeah. so when people have done their six weeks or 12 weeks however long it is it's they kind of go away for four weeks rebound out the other side and yeah. have to come back when it would be much more in my opinion it'd be much more efficient for slim and world to educate along the way so as after those 12 weeks, it's not that people don't want to come, sorry, don't have to come back. It's maybe there's an educational offer to keep people coming back because they're yeah. getting more than just 
like weight loss. But then I also think the people that run the groups are not, they're not PTs, they're not yeah. um, nutritionists. They're generally often people who've done that program themselves. And yeah. so their, their knowledge is entirely what they've been taught going to the same groups. I find so, it interesting you said they were against exercise for you. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I suppose that probably depends on whose group you go to. And there are probably sleeping well people out there that very much advocate it. But they um, encouraged, what do they call it? Body magic. Body magic is what they refer to exercise as. Um, and they encourage you to do some body magic. I fucking love that. that that's my next. <laughs> that, I, I am creating a program called Body Magic. That is gold. Um, but they, but Body Magic is like, can be hoovering. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically just moving. It's neat. Like effectively, what they encourage is neat. Oh, and, Body um, Magic. And it's <laughs> genuinely, I was all for the no. Um, th- so. They kind of what they what they never did was um, differentiate between it's got to be stuff above what you already do. So like if you already do the housework every week, doing the housework is an extra exercise. But they never really communicated that. And yeah. then they were kind of okay with you doing a bit of exercise. But obviously, I went from doing a Zumba class a week, which was fine, to doing. I mean, like I was full on like pretty much probably every group X instructor was before they started teaching I could do 20 classes a week Mm. and I was training in the gym and I was running so I was my body shape was changing um so I was seeing kind of muscle gain yeah so my weight was changing I was getting Mm -hmm. weight was going up okay so um so that when they were like do you think you you think that's because you exercise a bit too much (laughs) we don't want to get obsessive about it do we Um, (laughs) i should i shouldn't laugh i should not laugh at ignorance um, or lack of intelligence i was by that point i was obviously um, a lot more confident in the gym and i'd met in um new instructors new pts had a lot more knowledge Uh so was able to respond to that with now is probably the time to ghost you which is what i did yeah. um, but um but no it will it can teach you it can teach you basic principles things like um free foods as much as people laugh about the idea of free foods um free foods tend to be the foods that are quite um high density low calorie yeah. So the idea is, is that yes, okay, you can eat as much pasta as you want, but actually, realistically, you're only going to eat so much pasta, mm-hmm. and then it's really full. So it, it it can teach you, um, at the way of eating plenty and not being hungry without going over calorie. Yeah. The, without getting like, like we kind of said a few times, they, they teach good content in a roundabout way they just they dress it up in stupid ways yeah. um yeah so right rather than us knocking the bollocks out of uh <laughs> slimmer world and us getting a lawsuit on our hands so let, let's just say that 
now you are a group fitness instructor. So when you decided yeah. to become a group fitness instructor, what did that process look like? Because um, you obviously you have to look at doing certain um, pathways towards level two and then your actual specific class. So how did that story go? So I did my ETM. I signed up on one of the lifetime um, ETM and two Les Mills. Oh, yes. Yeah. Office. When was that? Because I wasn't going to be a group X instructor. I was going mm -hmm. to be a Les Mills instructor. Excellent. Yeah. Let's, let's, like, let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably not the only person on here that's sort of gone down that pathway. So I did my ETM. Um, great find successfully. Um, mm -hmm. Then did body combat and body pump within about two weeks of each other. Did you do great finds in body pump and body combat in the Shimoto trainer? Yeah. I got referred. <laughs> 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 it's, it's interesting that at one point that uh, th there was a prerequisite to do which teaches you great finds and how to do something called a oh, oh, what's it called box step no it's called your pulse razor aerobic peak oh yeah you um aerobic curve yeah your aerobic curve and your aerobic peak which is absolute bollocks because the whole fitness industry the whole fitness industry works right now in multiple intervals, whether it's high intensity <laughs> intervals or moderate cardio intensity intervals. But yet we had to do an ETM qualification, which dates back to the 1920s. Yeah. Um, and the music was still the same, yeah. I think, yeah. from the original ETM. <laughs> and um, so I did pump and combat. Um, and for oh, and I, then I did a spin course mm -hmm. um, because it was half price. And that was literally my, my reason for doing it. Was it spin themselves or was it another no, sorry, cycling company? group cycle, a group yeah. cycle. Who, who was it? Because people, people often assume, you know, just because we're on a bike, we're all doing spinning. Did you know who it was? Oh, no, it was Premier Training. So it was right, a, yeah. a freestyle learn how to teach on a bike course, um, which was literally, it was, it was half price. So that was why I did it. And I'm now basically a spinning, a group cycling instructor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that is the majority of what I teach and is what most members know me as. Yeah. That's been um, well overtook Les Mills. Um, How did um, just, just because I, they were the first two classes I got, were mm -hmm. my permanent classes, were spin classes, group cycles classes. And it just, whether, whether just, through that being naturally where I'm better or because I do more of it I'm better at it I think that's probably the best thing I teach mm -hmm. in terms of my own ability yeah. um, not to spin but in terms of my own teaching ability um so yeah that's that's ended up being kind of my bread and butter but then I went on and did um shabam mm -hmm. grit with you mm -hmm. and CX. Was that with me as well? That was with when, you as well. I remember the EM module. Where was the where was the initial module training? Because I know Grit was in Bolton and that massive total fitness yeah. Manchester. Yeah, it was yeah. The, the biggest gym I've ever been in with total yeah. fitness. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was fucking huge. With, it was the, big, with the big Yes. <laughs> running track yes fantastic all i could remember about that running track was it was seemed to be single dumbbells kind of abandoned all the way around that running track from um 
don't mean to point fingers, but probably from members leaving them at their ass and just thought, like, there's one or two fitness staff on here, and at the end of their shift, they're going to have to go yeah. round oh, and yeah. track over and over again just because we're big dumbbells. Yeah. You know what? I did my um, body pump training there as well, and with Dolores, and she made us before the body pump challenge run round that like three or four times. Okay, so. A lot of people say this, oh, you know, because what I would normally do when I do pump modules before they do the challenge, I either take them through a grit workout or if there's a competent instructor in the group in another program, I'll say teach a warm up for body attack or body combat or something. But it is it is a legitimate thing. You can just send them out for a, a group run. The danger is <laughs> when you do the group run is it turns into a race and there'll yeah. be those one or two people who race each other at the front and there'll be one or two people who are maybe at the back because for whatever reason and then there'll just be this group in the middle who it's the most disjointed thing it can be. But <laughs> I'm not saying I'll never use it. I have used it once. Do you know what? I have used it once on a module way, way back probably. Would have been 2014 that module. I remember it was in Oldham. Have done it once, so I can't sit here and, and say I've never done it. I've done it once. Yeah, so that's my memory of that. And then where do we do CX? Bristol. Yes. In the squash yeah. courts turn studio. Yeah. Were we in the sauna for some of that as well? It sounds that's yeah. really, it's really fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> in this really weird room. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they give people context listening to that. Um, I normally do most of my modules for Les Mills in a sauna. No, what happened <laughs> is this gym that we were in, it was, uh, what's it called? It's changed names recently. It's Kate's gym, isn't it? Yes. But oh, I know, no, that's her company. That's her training company. I can't remember what the gym, because it's changed names at least twice. But anyway, it's got squash courts. It's actually quite a cool little trendy club. Um, it's got a good gym. And like I said, nice coffee bar. And, and the studio is two squash courts knocked into one. And they have a little yoga studio, which used to be a sauna. And it feels like it used to be a sauna like last week. Because when we were doing some of the content in there, because we had to give the studio to the club to do their classes, and we had, I've done a couple of modules in the sauna. You've got 10 or 15 people in there. And it's, it's, it's just hot. And it smells like a sauna. And everything <laughs> about it is telling you this is a sauna. And I'm standing there trying to get people to have serious coaching conversations. There's sweat coming down everyone's faces. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to, to clarify, we were not just in a sauna randomly in the middle of a module. No, that is that true. Has, that has never happened. Next module, maybe. <laughs> uh, so I want to take you back because you are the, the typical person who has done group fitness for yourself for a long time. Um, mm. And then I said you turned and faced the other way. So you went from having, yeah. you know, assuming you were front row, you had your back to the whole class and then all of a sudden you're just going to turn around and yeah. be the instructor. So how did that first class go? What were your emotions? Um, I just remember like not being able to interact. Mm. What, what class was it? What program was it? Combat. Okay. Combat okay. was the first time physically taught in front of anyone. Um, yeah, just being very, very, very nervous. Um, and 
knowing what was in my head that I needed to say <laughs> and saying it. Yeah. And that was it. And nothing could go wrong because if anything went wrong, that was it. I was going to have to stop. Um, <laughs> start, start again, now, start again. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to now when I'm like, oh, no, this isn't the right choreography. We'll just do it again on the other side so that it looks like it was. Um, Sounds like one of my classes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very, very nervous. But um, how long did it take? Maybe a, a few classes. To relax, yeah. probably well over a year to feel like an instructor. And was this a class that you would have attended previous? So was this a class you would have attended previous? Yeah. Yeah, so you, so you were aware of everyone in the room and they, yeah, so it wasn't everyone's strangers. So what sort of reaction, reception did you get? Um, generally, like, really positive. Yeah, um, I have one person that didn't like me very much and left, <laughs> but left really, really loudly. And um, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't like me. Because um, I'd always got on with them and all of a sudden they didn't, they didn't like me. Um, and they announced at the start of one class when I was covering, and bear in mind when you're really new, you're really nervous. Uh -huh. um, they they walked in, they started setting up, they realised I was teaching and they just said really loudly, I'm not doing it if it's her. Put their stuff down and walked out. Oh. And the whole class was like, oh, like looking at me. And now I really not care. I'd be yeah. like, all right, that's yeah. fine. Then uh, the whole class, I was like, everyone hates me. Everybody in this room hates yeah. me. Um, it's that, that whole thing, you, you tell, almost telling yourself a story. Um, based on either what you're thinking in your head or what one person might think um tell us has that person since come to your classes oh yeah for some after oh, a funny, couple of months oh, yeah. um they turned up in a class and now they're like mm, one of my fans like they yeah, like me excellent. like they'll be oh you're doing this class brilliant yeah like, i so, have no idea what i did in between to change that but at some point i've obviously yeah, that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit and have a go at her, but I'll, I'll say what that was at the start was that little bit of um, maybe, possibly jealousy, but it's more change. Like when you're getting yeah. a new instructor, um, no, it wasn't the fact it was you. It was just the fact it wasn't wanted. her normal instructor, yeah. and people go that way. Like, well, how that? I don't know. You walk into any studio in the country right now. If I were to walk into any studio to cover a class, you get the eyeballs. Who's this guy? Where's Jen? Where's Ben, who normally teaches this class? So we do get that. And, you know, there, there may be misplaced jealousy there, but we all, we all know what a hater is. It's someone who's secretly jealous and secretly wants to be you, but are too lazy to do it themselves. So, but it's, it's nice that she now comes to your classes and, yeah. and your friends now. Yeah. So, so that's all good, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think anyone listening to this, you know, either participants or group fitness instructors, it's just be, I talk about it, is it true? So if you're telling yourself that these people in my class hate me, it's like, okay, is that true? And if you say yes, how is that true? Well, this, mm. this one person kicked up a stink and walked out and said, so does everybody hate me? You know, one person hates you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other 19 people who have stayed, they're pretty happy with what's about go, to go on. They're, yeah. you know, they're going to give you a chance. So it's, you can only do what's in front of you. 
um, and yeah. teach the what's in front of you. So fo focus on that. And don't tell yourself stories. Never tell yourself stories. Yeah, and I think as you get further into teaching, that becomes easier to tell yourself. Yeah. When you first start, you're comparing yourself against the other people that already teach. So let's chat podcasts, blogs, and online coaching. Um, tell us about that. You, you pick the one you want to start with. Oh, so the first one, I suppose, I the thing I've, one I've been doing the longest is um, blogging. Mm -hmm. uh, and that started, it's, I mean, it's a hobby. I yeah. suppose I don't make any money out of it. Um, but it started as almost a diary. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose a form of self-therapy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just... Um, just decided to write a blog one day. Didn't really know what it was going to be about. I was like, well, like, I'm into fitness, so it'll probably be about fitness. And then over time, it's developed into something that I'm hoping is useful for people. Um, and they vary between aiming things at instructors and talking about specific, so it's teaching class things, yeah. um, and but more often than not, aiming things at my members and gym goers yeah. in general as opposed to fitness professionals yeah you had a really good one and by good i mean popular well it was i want to say it was it was uh, used the correct word periods menstrual cycle yeah yeah that, i know that one got massive amounts of shares or i remember opening facebook and it was being shared absolutely everywhere yeah yeah and i I think because they really talk about um, just because it's a weird thing to start a conversation about. Um, <laughs> and it is. If you say, yeah, so it is. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about periods today. Um, people roll their eyes. But um, one thing I want to do more this year with the blog um, is talk about topics that are um, different are things that people not necessarily are scared to talk about that but don't get talked about very often so then i also did one on smear tests that again got mm -hmm. a reasonable amount of shares and it was literally just i'd been for a smear test mm -hmm. um and working on the basis of you write about what's happened yeah because they're um, they're taboo subjects and they, and they shouldn't be um, yeah so if you if you're putting that on a blog because you know it's a whole reason why i'm doing these podcasts is because all the fears and concerns and anxiety you might have going for your smear test on that journey to the smear test or waiting for your results etc etc you know there's a thousand there's millions of other women doing the exact yeah. same and it, it's tragic and frightening that there's still some women out there who put it off because because of those fears yeah um and that's my and um, so that's my goal i suppose with those kind of um, blogs and um i'm want to do more of them this year is looking at topics that are not talked about just but they're normal things that affect like large parts of the population but they're almost so normal that nobody it's normal not yeah. to talk about them so actually you might find that something that you think is a bit weird about you and your concerns is actually a concern that so many people have but unless you hear so even if three or four people comment on a post and say yeah me too yeah me too if that makes somebody think oh actually this isn't weird and this is a genuine concern or this is something that maybe i do need to speak to a doctor about or maybe i need to go and get checked out or 
actually it's okay to be nervous about going for a smear test yeah. so well, i will go because everybody's nervous so i won't seem odd about being and I nervous think- I think we we'll have to remember, especially on this subject of, of smear tests, and you know, even when we're talking about periods before, we live in an age where there is so much medical research and support. Like people were getting smear tests a hundred years ago. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that as fact, but I'm pretty certain it wasn't happening a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. <laughs> so it, the fact that we can now do that and we can now prevent better than cure that you know that old statement. Um, mm. it's, it's same with periods, we can now have those conversations that it shouldn't be taboo anymore because no. we're all very aware of them. It's not, it's not a sign of anything else other than human nature, um, mm. and it, it does affect. I'm speaking specifically about periods now. It does affect women at different in different ways at different stages of mm. the month. For example, there's parts of the month where because of their hormone balance, you will have more energy, so you're probably going to kick ass in your body pump class, your spin class, or in your weight session in the gym. There's other times of the month where you're going to be flat as fuck. Yeah. And going to the gym will actually just depress and piss you off. So you're actually sometimes better just go for a light walk and get some fresh air mm-hmm. and get that um get that endorphin effect. Um, you know it's, it's a lot of PTs would do it. We do it in our program. You all always give you an easy week of the month, yeah. and that's for you to use as and when you fit. So, as you're still quote unquote training mm. without, yeah, losing. yeah, yeah, and without thinking, or you know, I, I feel really flat today, and Ricky's just give me a 10k run plus 10 by 10 <laughs> deadlifts. So, be like, cheers, mate, you know, that's not getting done. You know, I'm, I'm going to go and hit the fuck it button, and I'm going to end up in Starbucks and have two or three muffins, yeah. yeah. Because that would yeah. be the worst case scenario, where you're like, oh, I don't feel like that hard week this week. I'm going to do that easy week, which is a you know, a 30-minute walk on the treadmill, followed by some bicep curls. Because yeah. that all, you know, it's taking that box and getting something done. Well, that's, and then I think the more, so the more we can, and we have social media now, mm-hmm. um, and we have, whereas, you know, when we were kids, you, you couldn't share experiences beyond the people that you knew. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we have a platform where it's very easy to share things and lots of people can read them. So I kind of want to use the blog and the podcast, but I suppose the podcast is more spin off of the blog and yeah. a way of spreading a bit of um so I was going to s- and getting encouraging people to talk. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I'll put the blog in the show notes. Um, I don't know, I already knew this, I think you just said it, you know, the podcast is kind of an extension of the blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's, um, I'll, I'll put them both in the in the show notes, and people Thanks. can jump on to them. Um, and tell us about the online coaching that you do, and why you started to do it. Um, so most of the online coaching I'm doing is actually part of Jump, mm-hmm. um, and um I guess that kind of evolved um I suppose obviously well you know um but working with I do know yes. initially working with you initially um was obviously mainly admin based mm-hmm. um you know PA um for people that obviously are listening to this essentially um Ricky was doing my programming and at times was incredibly unorganized <laughs> True story. True story, <laughs> um, admin um, so is is not of... my strong point <laughs> Being, um, being creative of, and playing with videos and Instagram stories and podcasts is my strong point. It is. This is true. <laughs> so 
so I offered I offered my services um, so that Ricky could be a, almost a guinea pig for me. And this was and not I, when we were in the sauna, just so as everybody knows. <laughs> it wasn't when we were in the sauna. <laughs> and, um, and so I did, um, so I was doing admin, um, but also that, in, I suppose, meant I was also involved in um, the online Jump 4.2 community a lot. And over time, that's kind of developed into more of a coaching role um, over purely just doing um, PA work. Um, what I am also trying to do this year and in the middle of doing, but um, will hopefully have ready at some point by spring is um, my own online course, which will be for um, non-instructors. Um, so regular cl like class goers, people who do a lot of exercise already, but would like to introduce strength training yeah. to complement their classes. Yeah. Um, because I've got a lot of members who are really, really regular um, class goers um, and fit, but not necessarily confident of going into the gym. Because just because you do a lot of classes doesn't mean you're necessarily comfortable going into the gym and lifting. Yeah. So I'm trying to design a course that people can do. Excellent, excellent. Kind of like studio to gym floor kind of that pathway and what exercises yeah. to do yeah that's good that's good I th that's that's missing there's so many people not doing that um mm. you know specifically i know jump obviously encourages that but there's so much other content in jump it's not specific about that yeah. it's not it's not just about that you know nobody comes on the jump because they want to go from the studio to the gym floor as their sole specific reason. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And I, I don't want you to do yourself a disservice for what you do in Jump. I'm sure a lot of the, the guys and girls in Jump will listen to this and you do a shitload behind the scenes that I don't even know about. Um, never mind that they don't know about, uh, including you know, contacting everyone, working the systems out um, behind the scenes. You know, the, we, we use a quite a quite, it feels like a complex website and a complex system. Um, mm. I know it's a simple one compared to what else is out there. Um, so, so we use that quite well, and I, I'm eternally grateful for everything you do because it allows me to spend four hours a day doing podcasts. Yeah, which I'm doing today. This is podcast number three of the day. Um, so, yeah, you do a good job, and we're all incredibly grateful. Thank you. Yeah. No, I enjoy it. Um, and that's I think that's one of the reasons why I do want to do um, more online coaching specifically mm -hmm. on top of the admin I, I enjoy doing admin but i actually really enjoy dealing with people hmm. as well and i think most people who teach and pt do enjoy interacting with people and getting to understand people almost becoming like a psychologist as much as a coach hold that thought while <laughs> we uh, relaunch jump at the end of march but don't tell anyone we'll, <laughs> we'll cut this bit from the podcast <laughs> Uh, so we'll go into the question um, we've got to finish with a solution what are your frustrations about the industry uh, about the industry I think my biggest frustration at the moment would be um, generally the struggle of getting people in the right mindset to understand that they need to change to be able to get the change they want Okay, when um, you're talking about change, who are you talking about? I'm talking about um, um, 
I think, because there's lots of people out there who want your help mm-hmm. and who express interest. So I suppose, I suppose my frustration is in my, is the getting clients thing, the converting clients thing in that there's lots of people who, um, who would say, I like, I want you to help me. Can you help yeah. me with this? Help me with that. But actually, when you try and offer them a solution and you say, well, we could do this or we could do that, or there's this product or there's that product. And I'm involved in like lots of different things. So I could offer someone multiple different things at different cost levels um, and me getting varying degrees of the money. Um, I'm not about saying, you know, do this one because this one will benefit me most um, is the, the reluctance of people to then actually commit to something. They base people want a quick fix yeah and people people want they look for an excuse not to rather than a reason to do it so if you say this this coaching program these pt sessions are are 100 pounds and that person can then say that's too expensive Mm -hmm. rather than that person thinking you said about mindset it's a okay it's going to i am going to get these goals i'm going to lose this body fat i'm going to lift this weight and it's going to cost me a hundred pounds for that investment. That's a different yeah. kind of thought process rather they're just looking for an excuse. That's why, you know, I get the messages like we, we both get them about jump. Um, you know, how much is jump and you tell someone the price and you never hear from them again. It's because yeah. they, they were literally looking for an excuse not to do it because people are resistant to change. Oh, kids, just come on. Kids, just come on. I've got kid on next. So I wonder <laughs> would this, would this happen? <laughs> she just got off. So people are, they want, they want the change without the changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at our, look at our jump priority list. We've got like four or 500 people who have shown an interest in jump. And And when they, yeah, they've presented, been presented with the serving, AKA what people think it is, is the cost when it's not, it's the process, it's the changing, it's the serving. You never hear from them again. I mean, yeah. we, we know they still open the emails. So if you're listening, we know you're there. We know you're there. You still <laughs> open the emails. You still take the free downloads every now and then. Uh, we, we know that. Uh, we know that. Um, so come and see us in March when we're going to change the serving. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I think that's the solution is, is working more on, doing more work on mindset as part yeah. of products um, to help people understand mm-hmm. how they can get from A to B. Yeah. rather than just saying this is how much it'll cost to get to be that's it the, the, the lesson is we talk about it is you sell people what they want and you give them what they need yeah yeah so to put this in language people understand um so an instructor wants to be a body pump instructor mm. that that's what they want so they are sold a two-day course to be a body pump instructor they yeah. are not sold how to learn choreography what technique is, what the coaching yeah. model is, because nobody wants to know what the coaching model, nobody wants to pay two, three hundred pounds, whatever it costs to learn a coaching model. People want yeah. to learn how to be a body pump instructor. Um, it's the same, it's the same with, with an Apple phone. You go and buy an Apple phone, it'll cost you a grand. But for you to start using the Apple phone, you have to jump through hoops with iClouds and Apple IDs and accounts. If you're told, it's going to cost you a thousand pounds to open your iCloud account, open your Apple account, and yeah. then we'll allow you to use our phone. People are like, I, I know, yeah. So give them, give them what they want. Sorry, sell them what they want and then give them what they need. Um, every great business does that well. Yeah. And, you know, 
we know the processes that are in Jump. Like nobody signs up for Jump and is unless they've really trolled through social media. And like week four of Jump, or is it week six of Jump, we make people take cold showers. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, th I think that's key. It's that education. It's being aware of that as the server, which you are, you know, for online coaching, it's people want change without the changing. And that's consistent. Mm. And absolutely everything. Mm. Um, I was going to going to ask you what what changes would you make to the industry? You know, if you were queen of the fitness world, I would. would you make? I would. The one thing I would change is that it'd be less um, image based. Yeah. And yeah. more about um, you and personality and how people interact and how people feel and less about some not all but some gyms and their selection on appearance and clothes and physique yeah i think there's been a bit of a shift both ways in the last year would you agree about you know because there's been the the popularity i was going to say inception but it's always been there but there's been the popularity of mental health awareness yeah so i think there has been a shift but at the same time at the other end of the scale there's always going to be you know they're they're really strong muscular men with their tops off and they're, you know they're really uh slim strong girls in their you know in their fitness gear um so i, I can see it going both ways but but i would agree yeah, I think it all, I'm, so i think there's been a change maybe in les mills mm -hmm. um so if you look at that at the top of a pyramid but that will probably take some time to come down mm -hmm. to the ground. Yeah, okay. Because I think potentially where we're at now in terms of everyday studios, the maybe the attitude towards what you should look like is quite based on what um, brands advocated we should. And that probably took a time to get to that. So it will yeah. probably take time for it to maybe change again so, so what sort of things are you talking about don't worry about being delicate you know if, it, if it's shite we'll cut it out <laughs> when you're ta talking about les mills and unit branding and whoa. I like, and i know well, i think there was definitely a period a few years ago where les mills went for a very 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 key image yeah and they i can see a shift where they're maybe trying to step away from that again mm -hmm. possibly because of a backlash yeah against, against that. and but i also think that that was reflected in gyms yeah and i mean when i was a member some of the instructors um did not look like um reebok adverts mm -hmm. and then there was a trend where actually to get classes you needed to mm -hmm. look a certain way um yeah. not everywhere but in some some gyms yeah and it shouldn't be that way you know I've, I've always said about you know les mills brandon i mean they're beautiful pretty people but nobody cares about nobody at your club the club that you teach in heather cares about kaylee doing a squat jump with a plate or aaron doing a bronco or ben looking really really cool doing his bicep curls they don't care about that they care about you teaching their class yeah and i think what les mills miss out on an opportunity is giving instructors giving clubs 
the market material to basically um, make their own instructors more accessible to their club. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, extreme analogy is if I walk into your club and there's there's pictures of Ben and Regan all around the place, and then I walk in and all the members are familiar with these pictures, and then I walk into the studio. Well, I don't look like these two guys. <laughs> so already they their expectations have changed. I'm saying higher or lower, but their expectations have changed. Yeah. What they're getting. And I would say the same about, you know, the videos and market material where they're using all these cool studios. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. It looks brilliant. But and then you walk into the local gym and it's like yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so you know on the Where's my river? I'm not sure if Philip Mills or Clive listen to this podcast, but listen <laughs> There's a leisure centre down the road from me. That is where you should be doing filming. Not, <laughs> not on a beach, not on yeah. a mountain, not in the beautiful Les Mills Auckland studios, which are perfect. On the roof of a car park? Built. Yeah, like they, they, cinematically, they look fantastic. I know why they do it. They do it for Les Mills On Demand and virtual, and it serves an absolute purpose. But what would also serve a purpose is go into a rundown, 80s built 90s studio where 90% of the instructor population and live participants actually use and just just film a class yeah yeah with like 10 people in the room because that's all most studios can actually fit yeah let's do it let's do it I wonder how much of this will keep in the podcast fuck it I'm going to keep it all in (laughs) (laughs) oh cool so I'm just conscious of time yes sorry Um, so we'll chat. What, uh, th- this isn't on the list, but you've heard this question podcast before. Uh, what book are you currently reading or recently read? Uh, sorry. Frozen. Am I currently reading? Yeah. And <laughs> who would you recommend it for? Um, actually, I am currently reading a um, fiction book because I don't really, really read um, non-fiction um, that much um, so I'm currently reading a fiction book called Then She Was Gone um, and if you like sort of easy going mysteries okay. then that's for you um, I'm about to read because I know I promised a word Contagious Contagious Great um, but I have not started it yet because I've got this OCD thing that I need to finish a book before I can start a book see I'm similar I know there's some people out there who will maybe have four or five books and audio books on the go no, I, I, I'm struggling right now to listen to an audiobook and a podcast, kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Um, what items under £100 have you bought recently that give you great value? Mm. Oh, Dolce Gusto coffee machine. Which yes. is like 30 quid. So cheap. Um, but it does good coffee. And I like a good coffee in the morning. Another one, another one. I've got one in my house in Belfast. So, yeah. And it's red. I've got that one in Belfast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Open, dangerous question. Interpret it any way you want. You know, what's next for you? That's either what's next for the rest of the day, the week, the month, the year, your life. Um, Next today is um, I finish my lunch break and go to work. Um, and um, I've got like a very, very, very exciting afternoon of um, purchase orders and buying things. Not very exciting at all. Um, oh, next for me, great. I'm um, next for me personally, um, hopefully we're going to be growing jump. 
Um, nonsense, of course. Really. <laughs> but also, um, by spring, I would like to have my um, 12-week course ready to market and sell. Um, and also, I want to run a little bit more. Because I used to run a lot, and I'm really, really, really bad at it recently. So Maybe we could put your 12-week course kind of somewhere in jump like you know run alongside jump oh like a non-instructor yeah yeah put it in under that umbrella because there's a whole lot of instructors obviously do jump that their members might want to do something similar yeah that could really benefit yes their members but really benefit our jump team in terms of they get the service there members in a non-group fitness way i like that idea i'm not going to cut this either i'm just going to leave it in <laughs> um, and at the time we're well at the time of recording we are two weeks out of jump live but the time this actually goes out jump live we'll will have been done so what, what are you looking forward to about jump live i'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of the jump actual jump people yeah. actual people actual people because i i feel like i know a lot of them really really well and have never met them i'm sharing a room with three other girls um that weekend and i've never met two amazing amazing so um it'll be really nice to put like i would have to say put faces to names because i'll recognize their faces but yeah actual bodies bodies to names yeah voices <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool Heather I want to put uh, your blog and your podcast etc on the show notes but where can people follow you on you. social and they can follow me at heather.sherwood on Instagram or they can google Heather Sherwood on Facebook and I have a page um, or TikTok Heather Sherwood Fitness excellent always Great. Heather Sherwood and my blog and my podcast are linked in um, Instagram and Facebook so they can find me there Brilliant. I'll put them all in the show notes. Heather, thank you for everything that you do for me, everything you do for You're everyone in Jump, and thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening. All the links are in the show notes of this. Please connect. Please send your love. Please send your feedback, and I'll catch you on the next episode. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.